Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where I love all these pics of people getting vaccinated and thank God for the miracles that he performs for us every single day. Nisim Oat. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. It's our weekly reminder. Weekly reminder. Why am I still reminding people to wash their hands? What have you been doing beforehand? Anyway, wash your hands with soap and water. Of course, practice social distancing. When possible, wear masks all the time. Radical idea. Wear masks. Don't be judgmental. Just put it on. Very easy. Last night, actually, I posted on Facebook that maybe, maybe before this pandemic is over, I'll be able to successfully remove my mask from my face and not knock my glasses off. I, I, I can't figure it out. I don't understand why that's the case. Every time I take off my, my mask, somehow or another, my glasses land up on the floor. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty bright. I just can't figure this part out. Uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff to do. Let's uh, let's do the national holidays. Yeah, it's December 24th in America. What do you think the national holiday is? It's Christmas Eve. For those of our, uh, shall we say, non-Jewish listeners, all one of you. No, I'm just kidding. For our neighbors, we have neighbors on this floor. And um, and my neighbors in the five towns. Yes, we do have neighbors in the five towns who are celebrating. It is their celebration. It's also National Eggnog Day. Somebody actually posted on Twitter, what, Twitter, what do Jews do? What can Jews do to eggnog to make it Jewish? And somebody, of course, said add schnapps. I don't, I don't think you need to add anything to eggnog, but that's not something I would taste in the first place. Tomorrow is also Asara Bateves, which means we're breaking our fasts on Kiddush, which I got to tell you is not the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. It's probably going to make Friday night meal go a lot smoother. January 26th is also National Candy Cane Day here in the United States. What did I say? January? Well, that's embarrassing. December 26th. I don't know what January 26th is yet, by the way. December 26th is National Candy Cane Day because, of course, they're on sale. You don't need anything for them. For, I mean... They have no use, but um, I always find it funny to find candy canes with hechsherim on them. I think that's funny. I'm sorry. That that cracks me up. It's like when uh, that potato chip came out that was bacon-flavored and had an OU on it and it was O-U-D. Yeah, that, that stuff makes me laugh. Sorry. It entertains me. Let's do the uh, fortune cookie. Today's fortune cookie is loving is sharing rainbows of happiness. Okay. Loving is sharing rainbows of happiness. That is very, very nice, Confucius. Very, very nice. Um, We are going to quickly get to our guest because I haven't spoken to her in what feels like forever, and I miss her terribly, and so I'm excited that uh, she's had time, and actually she's been, she's been sticking around her office to make sure to speak from a landline. You've been, you are listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I'm joined this morning by Audrey Gross. Audrey Gross is the head of guest relations at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem and unofficially my sister from another mother. Audrey, good morning. Good morning to you guys. God, Miriam, I miss you so oh, much. I know. We miss you, too. I can't believe you didn't take me with you to Dubai. I'm very <laughs> upset. I can't believe I didn't figure out a way for, to get you there. I mean, we could have. Uh, you could have helped with the programming. I think it would have been a bit too much maybe for them. And the first time, you oh, know, Jews true. and Israelis come along, I think it might have been a bit too much. Right. Me and you <laughs> in the same place at the same time, yes. probably a bad idea. Yes. See, this is why you're good <laughs> with relations. This is it. You understand people. Um, Audrey, first of all, it is, it is as I said a second ago, it is a pleasure to speak to you. Our, our friends and family at Shari Tzedek mean a tremendous amount to us. 
and um, speaking to you is actually, um, it's making me choke a little bit, like break up a little bit because um, I, it, it seems so long since we've seen you and that inability to come visit is really something that weighs, especially on Americans, weighs on us very, very heavily. So just know that even though we haven't seen you, it is, um, it feels like, it feels like forever, honestly. Yeah, I feel the same, especially in my job where you said I'm a guest relations. My job is taking you guys around when you come to visit the hospital. And the majority of my work is really dealing with, with people from all countries who come to see the hospital. And, uh, well, I can't tell you, I haven't had any guests, have I? Right. So it's, it's yeah, it's very lonely, very sad. I am, I am sure. I am sure. And your last day of work before you had to leave the hospital at the, at the height of corona was, was in March? Yeah, it was in March, exactly. And you were able to come back when? So I left, uh, I was put on khalat, what you call here, so non-paid uh, non uh, holiday right. for a month, which, to be honest, at the time felt like, felt like a godsend because mm. I've never had uh, a week before Pesach or Pesach week where I didn't have to work since all of you guys always arrive to Israel, Israel and all want to visit the hospital. So that's my busiest time mm. of year. So my house has never been that clean. Uh, <laughs> and never, I mean, I had Pesach cleaning, spring cleaning, every sort of cleaning you can imagine. So Ended up with two, a double tendonitis. So yeah, oh. I did some serious cleaning. But yeah, so I was off uh, from the end of March till the end of April and then came back to work, but to a completely different experience of what work is. Right. So let's talk about what the hospital looks like. I mean, we've had plenty of opportunities and been blessed with opportunities to visit Shari Tzedek under, you know, the craziest of conditions and wonderful conditions and seeing everything that the hospital has to offer without actually having to be a patient there. So when you came back to work, how did your environment, your work home, how did that look now? So generally speaking, um, the first at the beginning, at the very beginning of all of it, nobody was quite clear what what we had to do or not do. Everybody was wearing gloves and and cleaning their gloves with uh, with alcohol gel, and you know it was like we went all crazy and hysterical. Um, then we started to understand a little bit better what you know what we had to do how to how to behave around each other and especially around patients and visitors um, security has been increased at the entrance of the hospital meaning that uh, every single person coming in is checked not for god forbid you know um, terrorists or whatever but really to check that they have a reason to be here mm. unless you are a patient or you're accompanying a patient or a visitor one visitor per patient who is here you're not allowed in so you don't just have random people walking in. We don't have all these beautiful uh, waves of visitors coming, mm. singing, yeshiva kids. You know, you know the, the fun we used to have. All these people who came into Duchesse just walked up the streets and brought uh, sweets to the kids, uh, a guitar, yeshiva boys with guitars coming to sing. All of that is all finished and done, and that's very, very sad. So that is from the outside from the general aspect what has changed of course the restaurants all the seating area has been taken away mm. so you can at the beginning at the very beginning the things weren't open you couldn't buy anything uh, except from the from the vending machines 
Um, now, thank God, the, the restaurants, the shops, the minimarket, everything's open, but you're not allowed to sit anywhere. So you basically take whatever you've ordered, your burger or your salad or your soup, and just find a spot where you can sit and eat. Um, so the social life, the social aspect has been, um, yeah. Right, and it has different. been taken away. It's right, right yeah. now. Right now, we should say it's on hold. When it when it's removed from hold, nobody knows. But right now, it's on hold, and that's such an important aspect of the patient experience at Charit Sedek. That I wonder also where the clowns come in. Are the clowns, the medical clowns, are they around, or are they too um, on unpaid leave? Shall we say? No. So the clowns are absolutely unbelievable. Um, they've continued coming. Mm. Um, essentially, they work within the children's hospital. So they have been continuing coming. They've been covering up, wearing. Um, also, the, the rules of the hospital has been very strict, especially people who interact with patients. They have to wear um, either, uh, you know, like a hospital piece of clothing, like either a white coat or a blue coat or an overcoat or hospital clothing that you have to take off before you leave the hospital so that you wouldn't take germs along with you wherever mm. you're going. Um, so that's, that's one thing that has changed. So it has affected the costumes and the outfits of the clowns because they have to wear on top of their, of their colorful costumes like a blue gown or, or something. Um, so, but never, you know, nevertheless, the they've managed to keep their very positive attitude and they, they, they found other ways to, to make contact with the patients. Now, as, uh, as far as the corona ward is concerned, or the wards, should I say, mm. we didn't have any clowns going in for a long, long time. And then... Um, one of our clowns called uh, Lea in real life and called Rosie the Clown um, asked to go in and asked to be trained to go in specifically in the ward. And she's been going in now for quite a while. And she said it's a, it's a crazy experience because you have to gown up. On top of normal protection, you just have to gown up, put this combination, you know, this like... Um, asthma, whatever asthma, hazmat, the, yeah, <laughs> the hazmat, um, you know, onesie, um, and you and she has made a tutu that she's not allowed to take out of the ward, so she puts it on top of it that Ugh. she reuses every time, and she's got her stickers, like her special stickers to decorate her costume and to make it, um, yeah, entertaining, right, and. She says it's very hard because you go into a ward and you have – she's used to mainly work with, with children, but there she goes into an adult ward. Mm. You've got every age from 18 to, you know, 120. And um, there's also a department – within the corona ward, there is uh, a department for, for mothers who've just given birth mm. who have corona. And she said that's heartbreaking because you see a mother that has literally just gave birth with her baby there. It's, it's just really, really hard. Um, so she and she says it's very stressful because you go in because you're covered up with all of these layers. You sort of lose sense of time as well. And you can only stay within the department for about, I don't know, 20 minutes or 40 minutes. So your name, it gets called suddenly your names get get called on the, on, on the speaker and like, get out, get out. You've, you're coming you're close to, to the time limit you're mm -hmm. allowed to stay in. So just finish what you're doing and get out. 
And she says it's impossible to work like that because she looks around the world and there are another 10, 15 people waiting for her to, to get to them and she can't. And so she says it's like it's, it's very frustrating because you, you, you do little, right. which is a lot for them because they're terribly isolated. Normally a patient would sit with a member of family or visitors or anything. There, they only have the nurses and the doctors who also allowed for a very short period of time at a time. So it's impossible. It's, it's very stressful. I, I have to say I have the utmost respect for, for these doctors and nurses who, who work in, and, and the cleaning staff mm. who work in this department. It must be, I don't know. I really don't know how they do it. Wow, unbelievable. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network and head of guest relations at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem, Audrey Gross, joins us. Many people know Audrey from all the work that we've done with Shari Tzedek over the years, and certainly she is our anchor. She and Uri and, of course, Professor Halevi and Dr. Marin and everyone at the hospital are our anchors when we're there, and it is so good to speak to her, even if we're, you know, we're, 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 we're sitting here heartbroken with everything that clearly the hospital has gone through and continues to go through. And then you had this wonderful picture this week where, where you're, you're being vaccinated. And that had to have been such a shining moment. Like all of a sudden the, the, the clouds are really beginning to part and the sun shines through. So tell me what it was like to get your first shot. So I have to say it was the most incredible experience the the build up to it as well the hospital um the 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 you know the the leadership in the hospital has has created such a lovely atmosphere for all of us to feel okay we can go for it you know if you have somebody that you trust i mean professor marine is a cardio uh, cardiothoracic surgeon i would trust him with my life if he said to me i have to operate you uh open, give you open heart surgery or professor alevi who would give me you know he's a gastro um if they any one of them would say something to me i would say of course i trust you i trust you with my life so if they say to me I'm going to get this vaccine, and if it's good enough for me, hmm. I'm saying it's good enough for me too. Hello, yeah, why, you know? So it's, they really created this, this environment where all of us felt very safe going for the vaccine. There was no, um, in Israel, I mean, I suppose everywhere, you're not allowed to force people to get vaccinated, so it's your own choice. But they campaigned and they explained to us the importance of it. So... Um, we have like an app that's been created quite a while ago now for all the employees where they send recent updates, um, um, studies that has you know that are interesting for us to to read, um, relevant information on the daily basis of what's happening in the hospital, and you know you you feel you go into making a decision with informed material. I mean, mm. having received you know good material to read, so. Then um, the way they did it, they said, look, we want to order a large amount. We're about 4,000 plus employees in the hospital. Um, And they said, look, in order to order the the right amount, we want to know who is interested in being vaccinated. So you had to fill in a form online on the network from the hospital. And based on that, they knew how many, more or less how many to expect. 
the expectation was exceeded. I mean, they, we, they, wow. there was more demand than what they expected because people was, you know, people were quite um, not quite sure. You know what right. was going happening? Which 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 one are we bringing? Are we getting the Pfizer? Are we getting mm. the, the the whichever one we were getting? So um, then, um, once you had registered, you can then um, log in and make an appointment. So it went by appointment. Okay. I have to say they have decorated the department. <laughs> so they, they dedicated a whole department just for the staff to walk in. You had the whole ceiling was covered with balloons, wow. purple, like pinkish purple and blue balloons. Uh, there were beautiful posters everywhere, like really there was this this great atmosphere of you you really feel you're marking history you're part mm. of history and you know what at the end of the day i don't know if this is the solution i don't know if this is the right vaccine or not but we are in a category we at our age we're not the most fragile we're not the you know right. and and we have lived a bit and you want to do better for your kids mm. so you, you know, you say, okay, well, you know, if I have to be the testing, uh, right. I have to be the testing <laughs> tube or whatever, I don't mind so much because it's not as bad as actually getting the, the coronavirus. And it might help us move forward. Right. So the atmosphere was just incredible, really amazing. A real celebration, it sounds like. A real celebration. Yeah. And then to top it all off, we all got a voucher with the typical thing in Israel, um, uh, like uh, you get a coffee and a, and a, and a, a, you know a, a cake or something. Um, so you could go to Angel Bakery, you know the one in the <laughs> lobby, and get yourself a nice treat because you were you were good. That's hysterical. So that was a nice, nice gesture. That's yeah. great. That's great. Well, I, I have to say that I. I imagine I am one of the lower people on the totem pole to get the vaccine, at least here. I am, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where my number falls, though. I can't imagine I'm going to see it anytime soon. But I'm excited. And the prospect, you know, we're all looking for hope. 2020 has been, we can call it challenging, and I'm so sick of hearing the term uh, unprecedented times. We live in unprecedented times. Yeah, okay, I've heard that already. I've heard that. But right now, I'm hearing hope. And it is so gratifying to be bringing 2020 to a close with these stories of hope. And I think that every one of these pictures, and that's what inspired me to, to reach out to you, is seeing your picture of getting that vaccine. And I said, look at, she's glowing. She's glowing. You are standing in history. And everyone who's, who's part of it at this stage and, and everyone who was part of the, you know, the, the creation of the vaccine and also, I mean, Professor Halevi was on JM and the AM the other morning and talking about and, and reassuring people about the vaccine. Everyone who's a part of that is so standing in the eyes of, of, of in the gates of history. But the smile and the hope and the and just the, the glee almost as part of this celebration is really just such a wonderful way to bring a close to this crazy year that we've had. Hundred percent, I completely agree with you. I mean, for me, you know, I live I, I live with my time. So social media is something that I found is essential in order to share messages. I don't post pictures of my families. I think you know the mm -hmm. only one I post about is my dog, and that's about it. <laughs> but when <laughs> when I I can use um, social media 
just to share things like that because I think it's super important. Right. You know, I've received messages. You know, um, have you? St- do you have any side effects? What about mm. your horns and your tail? Well, I said I'm very disappointed. No horns. No tail, <laughs> no beard. It's very upsetting. But, you know, it's like it, it's, it's so important to, to demystify this whole thing. I mean, we, it's unprecedented times, blah, blah. hundred years ago, there was the Spanish flu. Right. And, you know, it, we, we came out of it. it. We managed, you know. People, people learn from it. You develop vaccines, and that's how you move on. And then years later, you have another horrible illness that comes along. And the same way that, you know, polio. Polio, there is a vaccine for polio. If we didn't all take that vaccine, there'd still be a lot of issues with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few countries in the world who, who still don't, um, you know, don't vaccinate their population. I think there are three countries in the world that don't. But the rest of the world does. And see, we've practically eradicated it. And, you know, you're talking about um, um, having every 20 years, every 30 years, a terrible, horrible illness that suddenly comes from God knows where. Mm. And and we deal with it. I mean, there was AIDS and then you find ways to manage it. And, you know, that's how we evolve. You, You have a challenge and you race to the challenge. And this is what's happening now. You have a challenge, and everybody is is putting their you know thinking hats on and seeing okay how can we beat this. Um, the only thing I found a bit sad and upsetting is that we are just now uh, heard in Israel that we have to go again into a lockdown from Sunday 5 p.m. Oh. Uh, for two to three weeks. Who knows? Because the numbers are going up. But why are the numbers going up? Because people don't respect the basic rules. Mm. Put your mask on. Don't have huge weddings. If you're going to have a wedding, keep your mask on. Don't have Shabbat Brachot and millions of Shabbat Brachot and Shabbat Chatan, etc., etc. Just be a little bit more tanua, I would say, mm. in your behavior. So, so, so true. And I'm sorry to hear about the lockdown. I know it was being threatened, obviously. And and we just hope that everyone stays safe and that everyone is able to, you know, maintain, again, maintain that respect of what is needed to get through this. I, I think that that's such an important part of this is that even if you don't think it affects you, you need to be able to consider the people around you and instill in them that confidence that you're taking it seriously, because even if it doesn't affect you for whatever reason, it's affecting other people. And we are all in this together. We have like one minute left. I have to ask you one question, which is, I mean, sure. Audrey, you're going to laugh because, of course, you're going to say, of course, she wants to know about I know this. What you are it's the animals. Go I need on. to know about the animals. Tell me what has happened with the animals in Charisetic. By the way, when, folks, when I mean animals, I, I mean like the lizard <laughs> and the birds and the bunny and the actual <sighs> animals. Tell me about the pets. What happened to them during the pandemic? So the pets have a beautiful life here at Charisetic. <laughs> They no, they do. That's their home. They don't wear, They don't have another place to go. As a matter of fact, I think they might have enjoyed it because <laughs> less poking of millions of children a day. So it gave them a bit of a holiday between you and me. Um, look, they're still here. They live here. This is their home. They have a beautiful facility, which you know. Right. The pet therapist, even during the the times where everything was closed and shut down, and and whatever, the pet therapy 
the, the people who look after the animals come in, the vet comes in, mm. check the animals, feed the animals. I mean, this is happening as normal. The only thing that changed for them was, I'm telling you, the volume of, of people poking them. So as far as they're concerned, they're having a great time. Hysterical. Um, and the children are still invited to come and see them, only the ones that are appropriate. Right. So if you have uh, an elective surgery or, or surgical patients, they're not contagious. They don't have anything you know, to fear or to, to, to be worried about. And the animals we have are specially selected to not pass on anything to humans. Mm. So, you know, so we don't have cats. We don't have that type of animals. So, therefore, they're safest. Uh, we, ha- we have the safest rules and regulations. So Amazing. The, the animals are doing very well. Thank you. Amazing. Well, I'm happy to hear that the bunny is doing okay. That's what I'm happy yes, to hear. I- the, I tell you what, the bunny, the time the bunny didn't do well I know. when we traumatized it. Yes, yes, that was that was poor bunny, <laughs> poor bunny that yes. day. Audrey Gross from Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. It is always a pleasure to speak to you. You should stay well. You should stay safe. Your family should stay Amen. safe. And thank you for all of your hard work on behalf of Amen. all Amen. Jewish people. Thank you so much. And thank my... you. So nice to speak to you and keep safe Amen. and keep healthy. Amen. You and, too. you know... Happy festive season to whoever celebrates exactly. whatever. Exactly. And uh, and looking forward to welcome you again in Jerusalem for more crazy adventures in Shari Tzedek. Amen. From your mouth to God's ears, sweetheart. That <laughs> is for sure. Bye, darling. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to that live here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and I'm sure because we're at the close of the show that we're just going to bring the song up in the background. Yes, it's Rafa'inu by Shalshelis Jr. You can hear it playing in just a second or two. There we go thought that would be a nice way to end today's show and that is for sure wow you're looking for hope folks hope exists in this crazy world a full afternoon of programming programming continues here at the Nahum Siegel Network the live lunch starts at just a few moments hosted by Nahum don't miss a minute of it and then throwback Thursdays at 1 p.m. Encore of JM Rewind at 4 p.m. And, of course, the Arab Shabbos Show, hosted by Mark Zomik and brought to you by our friends at Kedem at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow morning, join Nahum as he hosts JM in the AIM starting at 6 a.m. Eastern time. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull, Matzei Shabbos, 9 p.m. Or, as Avrami says now, Motzei Shabbat. And Matzei hosts JM Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern time. Please, folks, we had Giving Tuesday on Tuesday. My thanks to Joel and his entire team at Gotta Get a Bagel for his support and for hosting us and our Giving Tuesday broadcast. If you did not give and you still want to, don't worry. The site is still open, fjbunity.org. We really appreciate your support. Everybody who already gave and everybody who still wants to give, please do what you can. We appreciate it. Do it before the end of the year. FJB Unity, donate today. That's life, everybody. Stay safe. Bye, guys.